Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universe. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You're missing out. I am currently going through the series because the new one's coming out, uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart? Or is it Rift Apart? I think it's Rift because it's a pun. Yeah. And all their names are puns. Well, no, they're not always. Sometimes they are, and I like when they are. But sometimes it's like tools of destruction. And that yeah. just means they're guns. Uh, but yeah, no, I was real into the earlier series. Right, well, okay. So I've been playing through the series, and I just finished my favorite game so far and my favorite game because it was the one i played growing up is ratchet and clank up your arsenal and i think that's got the best name and it's the best game yeah but uh i never played the first one uh growing up or anything so i just recently because there's that whole thing where the playstation 3 store was closing down so I was like, oh, man, the new game's coming out. I might as well jump on the PS3 store, buy those games all the way through, and play them before the new one comes out, and I'll play the new one. Um, and I, growing up, I've played bits of the um, like first one, I think, at like friend's house and everything, but I never played it all the way through. Really good game. i surprised how the whole original trilogy holds up very well. Yeah, uh, I guess I do have to amend my previous statement. I have played a Ratchet and Clank. I just don't know which one because it was at a friend's house when I was like seven. Okay, what do you remember of it? I remember your little rat. You have a gun. I think the gun shot sheep. And I remember... Okay, this is important. Did it shoot sheep or did it shoot ducks? I think it was sheep. Okay. Does that tell you? You said that was yes. That does does tell me. Uh, I remember running around shooting these, and then being like, "I'm kind of bored. Can we play another game?" Now, did 
do you remember if your guy was wearing armor or not? No, I have no, I have no clue. I remember he was a rat. Okay, well, he's a Lombax. He's more cat-like than rat-like, but um, <laughs> uh, he, hey, I, it sounds like you were playing uh, Ratchet and Clank 2, going commando. Okay. Because um, that's the one that introduced the Sheepinator, and I'm pretty sure, I don't think, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure uh, there is no Sheepinator in the third one because it was replaced by the Duckinator? Maybe it was called like the Duck Morpho or some shit like that. But it became, instead of instead sheep, of sheep, it was it's duck. Gu- yeah, ducks. Yeah. But, that seems uh, useful. A gun that turns people into sheep or, or ducks, I suppose. Yeah, I'm a, I'm more of a fan of the ones that make people explode in the games. Well, yeah, uh, those make better use as guns. Like, hence why real life guns, the bigger ones, make people explode and and don't turn them into sheep. Well, but like as far as like if you needed wool or meat, <laughs> a sheep gun's pretty useful. Would you be okay? Uh, well, I know your answer. Do you think most people would be okay with, hey, uh, these people are fucked. Uh, instead of sending them to death row, we're going to turn them into sheep and cows, and they're going to provide us with milk, wool, and meat. Do I think most people would? Do they? Do you think that would work in society? I like, would be real keen. Like you folks. said, you know my answer. Yeah, I'm fine with it. i <laughs> You see, I like this because it's a step removed from Soylent Green. I'm not eating people, yeah. and I don't want to eat people. Like, I will if I have to, but I'd rather not have to. Okay, but, yeah. Like, turning would... them into sheep and whatnot is a one step removed, and I think that's okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. This is a conversation we've had before, and my stance on eating people is I don't really see there's a big difference between a guy and a cow like i know a guy could have like hopes and dreams and everything well, but like I, yeah, yeah i was gonna say i don't know that a cow doesn't but the only like, thing i will say is speaking of cows uh eating people could lead to mad human disease much like cows yeah. eating cows leads to mad cow disease yeah no there's the problems with it uh and everything like i probably wouldn't eat people because i don't want to fuck myself up and everything and when would i have the chance but like and if i was in gonna, a donner party i'm not situation. gonna murder anybody um but like i'm not morally against eating a person yeah i guess like i think this is a, a complaint i've had with the the fallout games before they have a perk in the games cannibalism mm-hmm. where you can eat people and in the earlier games uh before four and stuff you they had like a karma system where if you ate somebody you took a hit of karma like you were you were more of a bad person um which i didn't think made a whole lot of sense this is an apocalypse <laughs> like if you're gonna yeah, ding me for take it, your ding meat me where you I, could get it yeah if you're gonna hit me in karma hit me when i killed the person not when i'm eating them right yeah no yeah no i get exactly what you're saying and i agree i don't think there's anything morally wrong with eating a person killing a person to eat them yes it's wrong eating a person when they ask you not to <laughs> also <very> wrong <laughs> but i think if like if they're already we, dead and you're not like <laughs> desecrating somebody's corpse 
Well, I mean, I guess you have to. But, like, if it's a survival situation, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Survival situation, no questions asked. But I'm saying more like... Well, some questions asked. <laughs> more, more like if we if we started making mindless clones of a guy named Jeff just for food source, I'd be okay like, with that. Yeah, I'd I'd eat the Do hell out of Jeff. Modern humans are better to eat than old, like like a human like like my main idea for cannibalism is I've said it before before in this episode the the Donner Party and the Oregon Trail. You know, you get lost up in the mountains, you get stuck there, you get hungry. Bub's mm-hmm. your uncle you're eating a guy um and i i have a feeling that we today are more closer to say a domesticated food because i was thinking like oh would human be gamey yeah i and think I feel like old time human would be gamey i think it would be like the difference between deer and cow yeah that's what i was thinking like a uh, old time human is a wild animal who's running all the time, getting real yeah, pretty, yeah, like, walking between, and lean, like uh, Nebraska like, to to Oregon. But like a modern man, you'd probably have to like slice the fat off the ends. I and cook it in it. I bet it would be good. Well, yeah, but I mean, when you're eating it, you don't want to eat that just uh, pure fat. Sometimes it's uh, good. Yeah, you. Do. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I think like a modern human, although that's not to say, because my original question was which would taste better. And there's the argument that, say, venison from, from deers tastes better than, than deer. Yeah, I, it would just be a preference. Yeah. Like, because just, some people prefer deer over cow. We'd have to test that theory and it involve a lot of. T- time travel and cannibalism well matt pat you do have a new food theory channel so uh, i i i don't want him to steal from us <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> ratchet and clank oh yeah yeah um yeah. i was uh, this isn't the cannibalism episode <laughs> um i was talking about the first one and the first one i think would have uh a villain you would quite uh enjoy okay. his name is chairman drek and his plan is so he's basically uh a, a lot of um people uh, like talk about how the ratchet and clank series is like a metaphor for capitalism and whatnot um, and that comes a lot from well every game's got it but well the first trilogy mostly got it but the first game the villain of the story his whole plan is so he his planet has been polluted to all hell and he's going around taking uh pieces of other planets and making like a planet paradise like a battle world kind of dealio yeah like a like a hotel battle world like a dc comics is mosaic which came out very early on and nobody cared about yeah, but it's revealed that he's uh that he's the one who his him and his company are the one who did most of the pollu- polluting on his planet and his plan is he's going to set this up, have all these people move in, pay him all this money and then start the whole process over again of polluting this planet, then going and ripping pieces from planet to planet. Okay. And, playing through that game i was like oh this seems like something like an evil adam would get behind yeah look probably 
I do like uh, the idea of tearing pieces of planets off to build a better one. I do like yeah, that idea. I think no, fun. it's pretty good. I like um there's kind of this like tropical Hawaii planet. I I I'm gonna say right now that I'll remember very few of the names of the planets in the games. I know that's like a big theme in the Ratchet and Clank is oh I love this planet and I know all the little details about it and everything, but that's not me. I, I barely remember any of it. I don't know any of it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like this Hawaii type, uh, like tropical planet type deal. He's just got like big ships coming down and sucking up heaps of the water <laughs> and taking off. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I do like, and this is a small tangent. Well, who knows how small it's a tangent. Hawaii, the planet, comes up quite often in, in science fiction media. Yeah, well, it's a thing where a lot of planets in science fiction are just one biome, single or biome. Like environment. Yeah. And so Hawaii is a pretty cool one. Like, the, like, it's like not too rainforest tropical, but you got like those nice white sand beaches and like clear crystal waters it's very pleasant yeah I, I just find that it, it comes up more often than one might think like you don't see a lot of um vermont planets yeah like no that's main fair. planets like because i said pleasant to look at not boring as hell. okay look no. <laughs> look yes hawaii is more aesthetically pleasing but that's not to say maine isn't no maine uh, maine's actually a very King some of Maine is actually a very beautiful thing. Like uh fucking what's that place called? Uh in the my big head, Maine all, place. All that's running through my head right now is Stephen King locations. Uh, well, no, it's not Stephen King location. Oh my god, what's the big it's like Maine's most important deal? The lighthouses? Crab. No. No, it's like a the it's like an area, a name of an area. I don't know, Maine. New England? Was it New England? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, New England is a big part of that whole eastern seaboard. Like you get New England is all it? the way in like Massachusetts. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of, whatever I was saying before. <laughs> You can continue on. Uh, oh, like, uh, you see it in like a uh, Rogue One, like that's where the big climax happens. Yeah, no, I really Hawaii. like that. I really enjoy Star Wars D Day. Yeah, going on right then. I I was a big fan of that. But yeah, that's a big thing in science fiction of like just take one like aesthetic or environment, and just make it a whole planet. And this game does it like fucking heaps. Oh yeah, I mean that's like it's all super common. Like this seems to do it. Star Wars does it all the time. Yeah, Star um, Wars does it. Um, Dune, one of my favorite series, does it all the time. <laughs> like that's kind of the main point. One of them's just a big yeah, desert. You're, you're in a big shitty desert. Eh. <laughs> Deserts are inherently shitty. That's not true. Uh, name nineteen cool deserts. Uh, well, I'm gonna have no, to take don't, off don't, of Earth don't. because there's only a. Now, there's not that many here on Earth, I don't think. I mean, we're talking about Dune, so I'm not opposed to fictitious <laughs> deserts, but nobody wants to hear that bullshit. Oh, I'm sure somebody does. Somebody here is very much like, oh, yes, deserts! 
if you could pick one environment, I know this has a, nothing. One biome that I think would make a good planet. But yes. Do I want interesting planet or one I'd want to live on? Because those are different answers. Uh, one of each, I guess. Okay. One I'd want to live on, I'll make easier. I think that like a pure forest planet would be nice. That's nice to live yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, I, indoor, I know it is just a redwoods forest and I really want to go visit the red, like I've lived in California for a majority of my life now. And one of the things I've wanted to do since I've been here is I want to go to the redwoods Same. forest and my family just has it. We, we should go sometime, dude, road trip. I'm down. Um, hell yeah <laughs> how much is it to like rent a small rv i don't know but i know this is maybe cut this from the episode maybe <laughs> but i know some of our friends were talking about getting a small rv for a cross country oh every 50 every state trip so oh that that's far too much i just want to go up and down and oh. uh, anyways oh. what, what are you fucking picking like some shitty like fucking pennsylvania yeah, like Pennsylvania or um, maybe uh, Virginia. Virginia would be nice. Um, but aside from that, one I think would be interesting uh, would be uh, the Amazon rainforest because that's one of the most interesting yeah, biomes no. on Earth. And I think that superimposed to an entire planet would be quite cool. Yeah, no, that is pretty cool. That's one of my that's one of my favorite things in uh, sci-fi is like. Um, just alien rainforest mm-hmm. alien swamp is usually a pretty cool Swamp's one cool. Too. yeah like dagobah i think that that's a good one. Oh uh, yeah fucking dagobah looks like the absolute worst like place it smells yeah yoda looks like he smells like absolute garbage <laughs> probably does to be fair and then he dies so no one cares um so is there a bog planet in Ratchet? Uh, I think I just played one, actually. No, I didn't. It was a bit ago. There's one... Um, so in the Ratchet and Clank universe, there's this one big company called Gadgetron, and that's basically the uh, like company that owns everything in the galaxy. Ah, like capitalism. They're the ones who make... Yeah, it's Monopoly. capitalism. Uh, but in the second game, you go to like the next galaxy over... And over there, it's um, what is it? A company called? It's like the whole fucking game. Whatever. It's another company, <laughs> and uh, their whole shit is um, uh, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> oh, uh, Bog Swamp. Yeah, they have a testing facility that's on. <laughs> You got to go through and cut some of that shit out. Uh, They have a testing facility that's on a swamp planet. um, And I think that's like the first, uh, maybe like the first or second level you do. But they have a really cool thing uh, where it's like these little like Loch Ness monster guys that sit in the lake and you platform by jumping on their back. But my favorite bit of them is every time you jump on their back for them to, they like move them. A specific past they'll just fucking screech and thinking about living in a fucking like swamp like this or they're working it's a bunch of like scientist dudes that are like making little gadgets just like you're on your computer you're typing out like some code for some software and you just hear like outside every once in a while what the absolute fuck 
And then you turn and you're like, oh, new guy, huh? You're not used to the screams yet? <laughs> yeah, you're not used to the screams yet, buddy. Uh, I was just thinking about it. And uh, this goes back to the single biome planets and why they're so prevalent. And as one, designing an entire planet with like, like Earth has so many different biomes. Oh, yeah. Real and planets do have that kind of thing. That's like realistic. Yeah. But in. Although in, Mars is kind of just all. But desert. it didn't used to be. Yeah, Mars no, is that way because it got fucked up. But um, um, and who knows with Venus is because it's too hot. If you're making every planet an Earth, you kind of feel you're like you're gonna start you're, treading new old ground quite a bit. Yeah, you're, you're, it and, feels like you're wasting ideas yeah. on one planet when you're like, I could split this up into like six fucking planets, uh, right? Here. And that was part of it. I think yeah, it's just easier, and then also can be more interesting. And then I think. That's why in like books and whatnot, like Star Wars were originally books or Dune, they have that. And then I think that translates pretty well to video games and why you see it in so, stuff Star like... Wars, Star Wars wasn't originally books. Or was it not? I do believe it was books Star, that got Star Wars was translated into films. No, Star Wars was a movie and then Expanded Universe became books. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, um, actually, you're kind of a dumb shit for saying that thing you said. I guess. I don't care about Star Wars. I, I, I was. I've being, made this I was, clear. I was being. Uh, a, I was being a little pedantic. Fuck yeah, fucking nerd. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Um, um biomes and this get, and this translates well to video games because in video games, especially a lot of uh, older ones, you want levels and levels work better when you have different biomes in them. That's why you can have lava worlds, ice worlds. Yeah, it's world. it's a thing where if you have many planets, you don't you want each planet to be distinct and different, and that's a good way of doing that. If you have one planet, you kind of want um like options on your planet, even though like if you're doing a setting of something like a, a fantasy series or whatever, but the whole planet was just like Hobbit planes. Well, yeah, there's not much you're going to be able to do. um, Point being that even in worlds or games where that's not the case, where it's not planets, you still get multiple different biomes like Mega Man or Mario, where it's the same planet, but you get different biomes. And I think that's why sci-fi, it works so well to have single biome planets Mm -hmm. because you can travel to them and have those different levels. Like uh, in Jedi Fallen Order. They have the same thing in the Star Wars universe. It's single mm-hmm. biomes, and they use that for level design. Yeah, no, that's a it's a very useful tool, especially it's a very useful tool in sci-fi, but even more so in sci-fi video games, right? Because it just takes the inherent thing of making each level different, like with older games like that, mostly platformers like the Spyro and Banjo Kazooie and Mario and type, and just turning that into your universe with different planets with different names and everything. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I've been playing through the fucking uh, series right now, and I just got to the PS3 games. And those ones, it, how well the PS2 games age. And I am i don't know about the other ones, because I just started the fourth game, which I, or fifth, there's like a spinoff. There's a few spinoffs or whatever in the middle. But uh, it was uh, Tools of Destruction. That's the one 
I'm playing right now. And right away when I started like playing it, like the graphics looked real. Like, cause like there was like problems with the graphics and PS2 games, like clipping and everything, but like it was visually pleasing. This like right away, I was like, oh, this is uncanny valley as fuck. And they're <laughs> not even really humans or anything. It just felt it just gross looked to look off. at. And the controls were so fucking slidey and everything. But um, one thing I am kind of into that I know kind of happens in these games is each game on this trilogy, quadrilogy or whatever (laughs) of sagas is um, uh, it's like one whole story of like that interconnects with each other through games where the last one like it had events and everything lead over but uh it didn't really connect all that much so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see how that turns out in these yeah if the newest one which comes out relatively soon here is connected to that last one or if it connects to the older ones and stuff like that yeah, the, there's one thing I know about the newest one. So I know about the gist of these PS3 games. Uh, and I, one of them... Uh, so the main idea of these games are that Ratchet is the last of these Lombaxes around, or one of the last, even though before that kind of was never like a thing. Like nobody was like, oh, that dude's fucking a Lombax. It's not fucking a Lombax. <laughs> but that dude's a Nobody Lombax. pointed it out as like, whoa, that's yeah. a Lombax. And there was, a, there was another chick in the second one who was clearly a Lombax that like, it wasn't a, uh, he wasn't like, oh, I've never seen another one of me before. But anyways, the new, the PS3 games center around uh, Ratchet being like the last of the Lombaxes. And there's, like, one other guy who's, like, oh, all the Lombaxes. I, I don't know all the details. I haven't played it. I just know the gist. He's, like, oh, all the Lombaxes of uh, this world uh, have fled to another dimension after, like, being, like, attacked. It's, it's sci-fi. It's fucking sci-fi bullshit. Um, have fled to another dimension after being hunted down and everything. I have this... Thing, or I want to use this thing called the Dimensionator to get through to like get to that. And then that one, uh, I don't know how that game ends, but I know that Dimensionator thing was used in one of the, I'm not sure if it's a mainline or if it's considered a spinoff, but it was the last game before the reboot one that just came out a couple of years ago. And so it's the last game that takes place before this new one that comes out. And in that, they use the Dimensionator to, like, it was this one chick who basically brought this Lovecraftian god into this universe and was like, oh, I this guy fucking loves me. He's he, I, I love this guy. I want to bring him through. And then you stop that from happening. And then it's assumed that the shit's, that the Dimensionator thing is destroyed. And then I think the new one, because uh, it's so big on alternate reality, flip through a universe and everything, I think that's probably going to be like the main thing of this game. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Rift Apart, Dimensional yeah, Rift it, makes sense. There, well, yeah, it's been confirmed that Dimensions is a big thing. Like in the trailer, you see that girl, Lombax, uh, that everybody 
everybody got real gross about real quick. Like she she showed up at the end of the first trailer for literally a second. And I think she's got like one line, like, who are you to like Clank or whatever? We haven't even talked about Yeah, I was that. just gonna yeah. say I wanted to talk about Clank. But um, uh <laughs> but yeah, she showed up for like two seconds and immediately the fucking gross little corner of the internet that's like oh well let's maybe she should be horny and sexy (laughs) and naked they went right to work on her well they're if nothing if not industrious um (laughs) uh speaking of industry and industriousness clank he's a robot is there something special about him? Is he just a robot? Yeah, no, he's actually... That's another thing in the PS3 series that's important. Um, in the first game, his origin is... So there's like a assembly line of war bots like coming through. And then like there, it says like error. And then like they're these big ass robots with like missile arms. And he and was like... He gets like when fucking, you get a Twix that's like fucked up. He's that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good fucking one to go by. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he came out of an assembly line as an accident or whatever. But then in the new one, I'm not sure the whole deal. Like I said, not the newest one, the PS3 series. Like I said, I only know the basic gists of the games connecting the bits I played with the ones I have it. I think his dad was some sort of time god who held together the universe with this giant magic time clock. And he went back in time and put Clank on that assembly machine so that Clank was there to help save the universe. A couple questions. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I can answer them. Clank is a robot. Why does he have a dad? Uh, two second one. Well, his dad is his creator. Well, yeah. Okay. Like in in the first game, you pass by the assembly line uh, that made Clank, and he has like a kind of touchy moment with it. It's just this assembly line screen that has text coming on, and he's like, "Oh, it's my mom. I hope I make you proud and everything." And he walks away. He doesn't see it, and the screen says, "You already have." And it's like, "Oh, that, that that's nice. That's that's adorable." So did his dad? But that's that's like have sex. No, with I don't this think machine? his dad fucked the computer. Okay. No, I don't think his dad. That's all figurative mother. I think his dad came in and typed. Yeah, it's figurative mother and father. Okay. Why didn't he just build? Why did he have to fuck him up with the machine? Could he not have saved the day if it's a giant cool robot? Um, I I don't know exactly. Maybe there's a reason behind it. He does transform into a giant cool robot, so it is uh, useful, and he wants game. to be that. Yeah. So he yeah, could have just uh, been that there's completely. These, well, yeah, mate. Well, if he wasn't <laughs> that, he's there to. Well, I. Uh, Okay, so how he helps <laughs> with Ratchet, for one, he does all the computery stuff, and uh, Rat- he just sits on Ratchet's back, and sometimes he could do a helicopter, sometimes he could do a jet boost, he'll propel you underwater, and that's most of it. But sometimes... So he's kind of he just that bird from, that, from Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, he's, he's kind of just Kazooie from 
Kazooie, and they got a similar amount of attitude with them. They'd get along. I think they would get along. Someone forwarded me some Banjo Kazooie, uh, Ratchet and Clank now fan you, fiction. That's not ironic. I was gonna say you just you just talked a bunch of crap on that <laughs> weird corner of the internet, and then asked for fan. No, art. no, no. There's a, there's a, no, not fan art, fan fiction of a cool story uh-huh. of Banjo Kazooie and Ratchet and Clank doing little adventures. I don't want to. I don't want to read about Ratchet and Banjo ha- getting it on. Don't, don't say anything specific because then that's exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah, uh, just. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they could get along. Is what I'm saying. Um. So he's a little robot who got fucked up on the assembly line, and then forgive me, it sounds real convoluted to go back and say, no, he wasn't fucked up. He was that way on purpose. Yes. Yes. No, the PS3 series seems like it's full of convoluted retcons. But from what I hear, they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's sort of a a staple to be like retcons and convolution in general is bad. And it often can be. But it's not necessarily bad bad it can be done well yeah i from what i understand they're used well to uh to like improve the story they're trying to tell mm-hmm. now and it's not it's not so bad where it ruins what comes before right which i can appreciate because like, the main thing that it changes really is that uh ratchet's the last lombax and clank is the it was made on purpose to be some sort of time god oh okay i i thought he was made by a time god but he's going to become no he was made by a time he was made by a time god to become the next time god was he that original i I don't know paradox did no no because that that dude's a little like pink fleshy alien dude and uh clanks a robot okay gross um okay so how do they meet each other why are they around like one of them's fucked up from the machine the other one's a slave no okay so there's no ratchet's not a slave there's there's two versions because the reboot kind of did it the reboot i don't like all that much on that particular point like i i like the gameplay in the reboot but like the story and everything is whatever but because in the reboot they kind of just clank crash landed and ratchet was like hey let's be friends he just happened to be around okay yeah that's in the reboot in yeah in the original game uh ratchet's kind of stuck on this planet velbin huh i got one i i know what's up you guys gotta leave him alone now he got one (laughs) Um, he's stuck on the planet Velden and he's like, uh, he's fixing a ship and everything. And he's like, oh man, I do not understand why this, like he can't get the ship to work. And then off in the distance, he sees a clank who just clank comes off the assembly line. I think it, he knows of Drek cause he was made by Drek. Right. His assembly I line. assume. He knows of Drek's plan, and he's like, oh, I have to go and tell Captain Quark, because Captain Quark is like, 
the superhero guy. Okay, yeah, I've uh, heard about... this name, and I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, and we will continue. But I, I wanted to put a pin in Captain Cork because I want to know his deal. Captain Cork is basically, it's basically Zap Brannigan from. Yeah, that's Futurama. what I've heard. I've heard that he's Zap yeah. Brannigan. He he's Zap Br- Brannigan from Futurama. I think this may. When did Futurama start? No, Futurama started. 19... Pretty like yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, late nineties. So, yeah. But so yeah, Futurama probably came first. So he's kind Whatever. of just Zap Brannigan. Who cares? I mean, it's he's... it's not the like most original idea in the world. Yeah, no, he's he's what if you took this space captain, captain type. hero type and made, made him, him an idiot, an egotistical idiot. Yeah. So if you took Captain Kirk. And instead, just made him actually William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Captain Cork's whole deal. But to society, everybody looks at him like, oh, this is this big hero. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's this the is basically a superhero. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, it's basically Captain America. So uh, he crash. he escapes from Drek and crash lands on Velden and, uh, Ratchet sees it off in the distance, and he's like, "Oh, I'll go check that out, I guess." And then he sees Clank there, and then he like brings him back to do repairs and everything. And then Clank scans the ship that he's fixing, and he's like, "Well, you need this robot ignition system, uh, which I guess is you need a robot to start the ship." Okay. So I, so I could do it for you if you give me a ride to Captain Court. And R- Ratchet's like, "Yeah, okay, I guess." And throughout the, it's a real buddy cop because throughout the thing is, it's like they're working together because it's like what's practical and easiest for them. Then they're not friends. They're just sort of doing what needs to be done in the given moment. Yeah. And then it's like, then it becomes they have a lot of conflict with each other, but they're like, yes, this has to be done. We have to do this. So once this is over, that's uh, that's I'll it. I'll throw you down a river or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then it, at the end of the game, it's like, yeah, okay, this guy's pretty cool. I guess we're friends. So I assume one of the bigger things is that they they disagree on a style sort of thing. I assume Clank is very much robotic, and uh, Ratchet is like a a, a loose cannon um, kind of deal. Yeah, or do they flip? They, it? No, they are that, but that's not like. That's a bit of the conflict. The main conflict comes from um, Captain Cork, who was sneaky, uh, a little sneaky. He was working for the bad guy the whole time. Uh, nobody saw that. But he was working for the bad guy the whole time. And what? Clank saw him. Clank <laughs> <Shut the fuck laughs> saw him as like the superhero, because that's yeah. what everybody knows him as. So Clank was like, oh, we trust him. Let's do like get his help but let's he do betrays what he because he works for the villain yeah but right he betrays you and ratchet like the before that ratchet's like i'm not sure about this this something seems fishy and then after he betrays him that's what causes the conflict millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Like he's like, you're a dumb shit little robot that doesn't know shit. You were born yesterday and you're getting me into all this fucking trouble, you asshole. These are, this is a direct quote from the game. Uh, now, sure. <laughs> I fucking hate you, but I understand this fucking planet's gonna get destroyed. So I'll help you for now, I guess. No. But then they work out the differences. Damn. Um, now, I know we're going to be jumping into other universes in the new game or whatever. I would like to see a universe where instead of that, Ratchet was like, oh, can I just join you guys? And that works for the evil corporation. Yeah. Look, I think if you got ratchet early on when at the beginning of the game that would have probably worked like if he found out he's like and they're like oh well i'll give you a job if you stop messing with me but then it became personal for him when cork betrayed him he like his whole deal is like oh i don't really like he saving the universe is a bit of a side thing he's like i'm gonna kill captain core yeah. i'm not in your and, revolution for the cause i'm here because that also fulfills something else i want to do kind yeah, of yeah so he's going after captain cork out of a personal thing <laughs> um so they do they do that they beat the bad guy Fuck. Jesus, man. Video game final bosses used to not give a shit. You would be <laughs> like, you'd come up, they'd 
kick you in the shins, punch you in the throat. And as you looked up, you're like, oh, please stop. They're like, oh, okay, I'll stop. They put your hand, their hand out, and then they backhand you back onto the ground. Like, oh, look at the little baby. And it's very infuriating. I like the Make- idea that that's the actual boss fight. No, I wish it was a boss <laughs> fight, but that's how it felt. I uh, That was the first time in a while where I was like, uh, maybe I just won't beat this game because the final <laughs> boss is too hard. <laughs> but then in the second game, I think they must have got heaps of complaints about that because they because really the games- overcorrected. No offense to anybody listening, but these are games for children, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they're rated teen, I think, but they're targeted toward they. It's yes, we know we're marketed towards teens, but we know kids are gonna play this, so because it's like a little animal and a cute robot kind of deal. So, like, I understand the idea that like you might, if you were say uh, an early two thousands mother, you would have bought in this game for your six-year-old child yeah to play yeah, that's that's what happened with yes. me i i got this and, game and when i was like six and i was like this, this game this game fucking rules and then if they got to that final boss and got very frustrated <laughs> they might come and to you and complain TV. yeah they grab their controller and throw it into the television um you might very well be like well i'm mad that this is too hard for my idiot child um make it easier please Yes, um, but I think that's what happened because in the second one, they really overcorrected. Like, I, I went it, towards the second game. So the first game, final boss, is Drek, and he's in, like, a spaceship. He's, like, shooting shit down at you, and, like, the floor's falling out from under you, and you got to do this platforming and shit, and it's, like, real – it's real hard. The second one, you, it's this big, giant fuzzball – uh, and it's on a platform, and you beat it so quick where you're like, okay, I'm ready for the second form, and it just doesn't come. Mm-hmm. The, so the second game, its plot is this new company. I, I really don't remember the name of this new company. So you go to this new galaxy where this new company is like, hey, uh, someone stole this pet from us. We call it the proto-pet. Go out and stop the thief from stealing it so we can mass produce it. Uh, And then you go after the thief and it turns out that the thief was like, hey, uh, I was a former employee from this place. Uh, That place is, (laughs) I was a former pet. That place is messed up and these proto pets are fucked. Uh, And uh, the the original uh, three of the games are like, they're pretty funny. Like they got pretty well written comedy. Like there's one that I just lost it on, or it's just it's this trailer for this proto pet, like this in-game advertisement for this proto pet, and it's just like mauling a kid, and it's got like one of those like '50s like uh, voice advertisement oh, guys, yeah. like oh by the this is Jimmy's best friend, and he's begging you to get it now, and like during the kid's just like no please and he's getting mauled by this the proto pets are basically you know the twonkies from jimmy neutron of course it's basically them but if their gremlin form wasn't a gremlin form it was just like the fuzzball with like teeth and everything okay but anyways 
so you're like, okay, well, I got to stop this company from selling these pets to everybody because they're going to go feral and attack everybody. Um, and then at the end of that game, it's revealed that it was Captain Cork in disguise. And he's like, hey, you fucking asshole. You ruined my career. I'm going to make everybody think this was your fault. And I'm the hero that stopped it. And then that goes wrong and everything. And he fucks up and almost dies. Um, then that leads into the third game, which is my favorite game so far. Uh, and that's up your arsenal. And that one is really fun. It's got the best, what I think is the best villain is Dr. Nefarious, who's like one of those over the top robot, uh, like mustache twirling, but he doesn't mm -hmm. have a mustache take over the universe. Which deal. one of these His guys plan. is big and yellow with a mustache or maybe sideburns? Is that one of these guys? That's the guy from the second game. That's who's Captain Cork was disguising himself as. Okay. Mr. Fizz Widget. Then think? that's definitely the game I played. Hell yeah. But anyways, uh, the third one's got my favorite villain because uh, one of my favorite bits is he's over the top screaming all the time. And he's got himself a robot butler. He's a robot. Uh, but he's got himself a robot butler named Lawrence. Oh, and, great name for a robot, and, can I just yeah, say. Lo yeah, Lawrence is maybe my favorite character in the series because he's got that Alfred sass and everything, and he's, like, real sarcastic about everything that's going on. Like, one of my favorite bits is at the – there's one point where you, you like, storm Dr. Nefarious's, like, little office, and then he's like, oh, fuck you, Ratchet, and he sets the self-destruct off, and he's like, get us out of here, Lawrence, and Lawrence just teleports himself away, uh -huh. and the countdown's still going down, and he's like, Lawrence, Lawrence, this isn't funny. <laughs> but – um. One of my favorite bits throughout the whole game is uh, every time he, Dr. Nefarious gets real angry, he'll like be screaming at the top of his lungs and he'll freeze up and like, he's got like these little speaker ears and this like, uh, this love, like romance soap opera of like nonsense will start playing and to get him like working again, Lawrence has to like go and just slap the shit out of him like really hard. <laughs> nice. And that's probably like my favorite bit in the whole series. But uh, the third game is uh, basically Dr. Nefarious is like, I'm going to turn everybody into robots. And you're like, no, fuck you. And then you go and stop that. It's probably the least complex plot, but uh, it, it's pretty straightforward, but it's, it's fun. I think it's got the best characters got the best gameplay it's got a redemption arc for captain cork where he's like maybe i don't have to be the bad guy maybe i could stop being a douche and help people out um but is there any money in that but yeah that what and helping people hero, out. yeah he, he's yeah he's got all this merchandising shit and like he, he's got like everybody knows like cork and everything uh, like you could get cork lunch boxes and pajamas and shit. A cork lunch box, you say? Yeah, I know. You could get a cork lunch box. One of my favorite bits throughout the whole game, uh, games is I think it starts in the first one, but it continues a bit through the second one and maybe in the third one. 
is after Ratchet thinks he's killed uh, Cork, like the next level, you go to uh, like a little Gadgetron, like it's basically like a lemonade booth, and uh, you, it's Captain Cork standing behind it. He's like, and he, I think he might be wearing a mustache or glasses or some shitty disguise, and he's like, "Hi, right, I'm Steve. I run this booth." <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> And so, like, so, like, throughout the couple of things, whenever he wants, like, a disguise, he's just like, my name's Steve, Steve Corkson. Makes sense. Um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this new one coming up. Um, it's got fucking. So it, it looks like absolutely beautiful, like graphic. Yeah, I mean it's a next like, gen game. It kind of has to. Yeah, this this is the first game. Like I'm sure other people, uh, like have already had this experience. I had this a bit with Miles Morales Spider Man, but this is the first game where I'm like, oh, this is why I bought a PS5. Lucky you, because it's oh, well, still not super easy to look, get one of those. Look, I did get pretty lucky. It, it the night it got released and everything. I, I there was this huge scramble for it and everything, and I didn't know. I was just about to go to sleep. It was probably eleven o'clock at night. And I was like, "Hey, maybe I should see if I could order one of those." So I just took out my phone, went to Best Buy. I was like, "Oh, I can!" And I ordered it off Best Buy and then like put it down and went to sleep. And then like the next day, all my fucking YouTube recommendations were like, "I couldn't get a PS5." And I'm like, "Oh, damn." <laughs> so yeah. i just got really you lucky really, yes yeah, and lucky i never get that. lucky with that sort of thing oh well, yeah you're hardly lucky like ever <laughs> just yeah in general I'm, you have some of the worst luck i've a... ever seen well look we don't need to talk about that <laughs> can we? I, I, quite funny and the i can be described as a luck dumpster <laughs> uh yeah i didn't um because i remember at that night you had told me you were like oh maybe i'll go i'll see if i, I can get one or whatever or order it they're like hey you should do it too i guess and i was like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not um <laughs> i don't care enough oh <laughs> uh, yeah no uh and to be fair like maybe that'll change after this game comes out but there's been no game that's come out where I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I've had had the PS5 for yeah. this. That's what I've been thinking. Like uh, from time to time, I'll be like, oh maybe I should like try to get one, and then it's like, oh well, actually I don't care, and that's a lot of money for something I don't care about. Yeah, no. Once there's like a couple like good exclusives that you're probably like, oh, oh I want to get that. Yeah, that maybe. Game. But yeah. Uh, I'm surprised um, that because this is an old series and I'm surprised that it's going to be on the next gen, to be quite frank. I didn't think they were going to be making too many more of them. Um, oh, yeah. No, I'm surprised, too, especially um, after the last one being a reboot for them not to continue with that's that. What I was thinking if they were going to keep doing it, they'd remaster the old ones. But no, the uh, making a new new one just it wasn't something I expected. Um yeah, it, I was pretty surprised because um, the there's been like at least three Ratchet and Clank games on like each console. I think PS2's got three of them. I think PSP's got like three of them, and then I think PS4's got no PS2 
3's got like three or four. But PS4 didn't really have any come out in the series other than the reboot. So I was like, oh, maybe they're just done with like the doing yeah. these games. And then this one like got announced. I was really surprised. I'm really glad. I'm excited, especially that it's not just a reboot uh, sequel to the reboot that frankly wasn't that good because it was mostly both both the movie and the game felt like it was advertising for the other one yeah um because like i said i've never played any of these games and i remember one of the only times that being sort of at my one of my pop culture blind spots um being the only one of the few times that it was like sort of pushed in front of me was that the movie was coming out so i'd see <laughs> ads and stuff for the movies or or stuff like that and then um just being like oh yeah that's Ratchet and Clank. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I swear you went with me to watch it. I, I watched I've it. never seen this film. Uh, you went with somebody, clearly. But I don't think it was me. I know we yeah. went and saw Hotel Transylvania 3 together. Hotel Transylvania 3. A movie that <laughs> I thought I took a date to, but then realized it was you. I remember we were going to go see a different movie, or I think. But then that movie was like sold out or something, or we missed the time frame or something like that. And what we were there, so we were like, well, we might as well watch something. And the only thing out that we even halfway wanted to see, no, not even halfway, the only thing that we didn't actively we not were, want yeah. to see, it was Hotel Transylvania. And I remember sitting in the, in the theater, surrounded by children, because this is a children's <laughs> film, and being uh, like an 18-year-old guy just sitting in the theater like, what am I doing here? One of my favorite bits from that was you going, you're, say they're watching the movie and you're like, oh man, I really got to pee. I hope this movie ends soon. And then you go, wait, no, I don't give a shit about yeah, this yeah. movie. And you just stood up and watched, which is one of the very few times I've seen you go to the restaurant. Oh, no, yeah, I have like an iron bladder. I will sit through an entire however long period without having to go like i'll have oh. to go but i just won't oh um, yeah no I know, I'm very look, much... i've seen seinfeld hold it now can't hold it later but like i just will but um... <laughs> I, i'm i've very much got a weird thing where like sometimes i could go a while without pissing but the moment i'm told i can't piss or i know i like can't in that moment like an hour after that, I'm like, oh, I really got to piss. Like if I'm like, uh, I remember when I went go visit Michigan a couple years ago, I was on the window seat of a plane with like oh my God. two other people. I'm like, you had to keep sidling really out. <laughs> and yeah, when I piss, when I go, I'll go. And then like 30 minutes later, I'll have to go again. You but it, I got yeah. a you did it like twice very strange. Yeah, I got a very strange thing where I, I could go maybe piss once a day, be totally fine. The minute the fucking sun goes down, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to the bathroom maybe twice to three times an hour. No, that's putting it generous on your end. It'll be like twice to three times every 30 minutes. Like it's no, it's, a, no, I, it's very often. I sometimes. think it's. I think it's more twice to three times an hour when it's when I'm trying to sleep or like <laughs> when I'm laying down trying to sleep then it's like maybe four times every half an hour I'm like oh I gotta piss a little bit and then like 
I'll be like, I'll be like, no, it's fine. I don't have to go. I just went. And then I'll have the thought, but what if you piss the bed? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta go. And I get up and uh, go piss. Now, uh, listener, you might be thinking what I've thought for years now. See a doctor. Maybe there's something wrong. Uh, Look, but he refuses. I, no, that's not something I refuse to see a doctor. That's just something I haven't had the motivation to go see a doctor on. The thing I refuse to go see a doctor on <laughs> is that I'm fairly certain I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> but I will not let a doctor tell me that yeah. because then I'm like, well, I can't have this. Or my family's going to be like, oh, you can't have this ice cream. And I'm going to be like, no, you know what? I'm an adult. I can make my choice to have <laughs> They have things to help. You can take pills or something that will help if you must have them. Most, I, biggest problem is I'm pretty burpy. Although lately, I do really think I need to go see a doctor because even without the dairy, I've just been like constantly burping and everything. And I think that I'm like, yeah, there might be something pretty wrong. Like I might have some pancreas shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Look, see a doctor. All, yeah. uh, when, if you can do it it's this is not just for andrew anymore anybody listening if you have the ability and are able to see a doctor you probably should or or don't because doctors are for the weak and they're basically sorcerers in disguise and i'm not cool with uh witchcraft you fool <laughs> you would cut off your left arm if you could be a sorcerer yeah, no, I, I if I could shoot legitimate lightning bolts, I would. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of the things I, I remembered uh, something I was going to say, but forgot. Um, in these games, you said that like he. Oh, he, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, he was he <laughs> kills Core uh, or thinks he does at least. Um, yeah. So that's what I wanted to broach because I, I remember from playing a bit and I just think in general. Most of the enemies you fight are robots, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the third game, about halfway through the game, all of the... So, in the third game, when you start the game, you fight these things called the Terranoids. are these, like, squishy little, like, one eye above them uh, type deal. And halfway through the game, all of those guys get turned into robots, which makes them, like, tougher and do more damage and everything. Uh, but other than that, most of the games are pretty half and half fighting robots to alien, okay. like just aliens <laughs> or monsters. That's what I was. Okay, so point being, how often do you actually murder like a human or human-like thing? Um, pretty often. Like this game, these games are not are like yeah, you use these things to kill these guys. That's what these are for one of my favorite things of that is the most powerful weapon in each game which i haven't gotten once in my playthroughs of them because they're, <laughs> they're meant for like the new game plus mode for you to come back with more money and everything but since i've been playing them in order i haven't been going back and doing right, right. the new game plus modes and everything uh but uh it's the gun called the rhino which stands for rip you a new one and it's basically like, yeah, this thing's a perfect thing for killing people. You should buy it. Sounds rad. What does it yeah, do? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Um, I think it gets improved with each one. But I think it starts off with basically 
a machine gun and an auto missile launcher. So you're shooting like machine guns and heaps of missiles that go off and everything. Oh, like a like a gyro jet. Yeah. But um gyro jets rule. I wish they were like an actual thing you could just have. Um (laughs) excuse me. I had to sneeze. Um Gyro jets, for those who, who don't know, are a type of weapon, a projectile weapon, that's sort of like a gun, right? But instead of shooting bullets, you shoot small missiles that are, have special... You shoot, little missiles. you shoot little missiles that have special gyroscopic, like, fins to make sure they fire straight, hence gyro jet. Um, and they were a, an idea that came around, say, in the 60s, that they were like, oh, maybe this is, like, the future of guns. It wasn't, spoiler alert. Guns are the future of guns. Guns are pretty useful. Um, But yeah, it was like basically a small rocket launcher that could be affixed with any number of different warheads. Incendiary, heat-seeking, anything like that. And like, I know they're not the most effective, but uh, they sound cool. It'd be cool to keep going. Yeah, no, they... They're really good for like uh, like a sci-fi type deal. They're like... The, a weapon that really makes you go, oh, that is the next stuff up. Even it if it isn't, of... yeah. But um, gyro jets aside, how do they get improved? It, how do they get improved in each game? Like, it's machine gun missile, more um, machine gun, more missile, or? I think it's more machine gun, more missile. Do more damage with each thing. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I remember using the game. No, I did use it growing up, and then I used it in the reboot, but I barely remember that. But um, uh, be I since I haven't used it anytime soon, I'm not sure. But I know each game, starting with the second game, they have this leveling up system for guns, where the more you use a gun, it'll build up its own XP bar, and then it'll level up. And then the uh, second game, it only leveled up once, but like every game after, it would have like five to six levels and uh it's usually like um do more damage do like do more damage fire weight rate ammo clip but uh from what i hear about the rhino is that's probably the most fun gun to level up and uh i'll probably after i'm done playing the new one maybe go back and do all the new game pluses of the ratchet and clinks uh, look, uh, more power to you. That sounds repetitive. Ratchet and Clank, like I said, is, is one of my pop culture blind spots. N- nothing, I, I got nothing there. Um, but I was, it seems like the kind of series that either completely doesn't or does have like rich lore and whatnot behind the games, or is it a series that's kind of just the games are the games, you get what you get, that's it. Um, it, I don't know. I think it hits a pretty good middle ground. I'm I'm not sure about the newer ones. I think those ones go more into the lore. But like, it's not like a rich lore with all of this backstory and everything. But it does a really good job of like, each of these worlds feel like they're lived in with the history and everything. And they're all like, unique and got like, the different life that lives on it and everything. And they're pretty lorey because, like, things will, it, like, plot-wise, like, things will continue on through the games. But, like, a lot of times something from the last games will be important. 
this time around, like planets and everything. I know that's one of people's favorite things in uh, the newer ones is revisiting old planets and everything. Uh, and they, all of the planets feel like they don't feel just surface level. Like it feels like they had a lot of care put into it. Like the, whoever was making them was having fun doing them. But I wouldn't say it's like one of those, um, like it's not like an RPG with you could pick up a book and read like right, the history right. of this place or... or even like just this place has a history like that. It yeah. seems like, like, especially with the retcons that you've explained, it kind of seems like history when it's as nebulous as it needs to be, you know, mm-hmm. if they needed to be more fleshed out, they will with retcons and et cetera. But um, for the most part, it's sort of just vague. It comes up when it's necessary and doesn't overstay. Yeah, well yeah, it, it's it's a pretty good middle ground for the game. For a game that's mostly sold on its uh, pretty cool gameplay loop, uh, like well, cool is probably. I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, but, it's a relative uh, pretty term. Pretty engaging. But... Uh, and uh the like more visuals and like comedy like that was its big selling point was these games are really funny (laughs) like back in 2006 uh i think it does a pretty good job for like the lore and world of the game uh to not just get thrown by the wayside Mm -hmm. but it's not the focus okay uh there was one other thing um so with the new game uh because it's on a new system with new graphics and presumably new features and gameplay uh because you've played some of the old ones and are are continuing to play them what are some gameplay or mechanics that you want to have in the new one either already from those games or wholly original that you think would be good in the newer one because they have that option um yeah, uh, a lot of the games, this feels like the first time, well, maybe between PS2 and PS3, uh, it was like that. And of, it kind of feels like that in the PS3 one, Like the, but it also feels a bit gimmicky. Like they added motion controls mm-hmm. into it on the PS3, which I turned off right away. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but... <laughs> But the a PS5 lot of the games built on are like a, like a motion control kind of thing. It's got like a like a switch style you can use that in games. So maybe that'll still be part of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I if it is, I bet that motion controls is usually a thing where yeah, we'll let you turn this off. But um, other than things like that, a lot of the games are let's just take mechanics and everything of the last game and kind of build on what people like and refine it a bit like the first three games are really good at that like you play the first game and you're like oh this game is really good and everything that feels great to play um but there's a couple of things that i wish were the case and then the second game would make all of those things where you're like yeah this is what i want and then so on with the third game but this is the first time where it feels like a really big jump between uh it was like I think it was like mid PS3 lifespan or maybe closer. Yeah, to I was going to say it, it is lifespan. presumably just actually is a huge jump because the new one, besides the reboot, didn't come out in the PlayStation 4 era. It's basically yeah. jumping from three to five. Yeah, so I think they got a lot of new chances with this. 
one of the things I always thought throughout the game is because it's always was a combat like a combat game with platforming elements. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was always like, oh, I, I would like more of the traversal to feel like more fluid and everything and like for it to feel better to get around the planet because uh -huh. it's mostly like jumping on a platform. Sometimes there's like a, a thing you could swing off of, but that's like a very specific, you can swing on this type deal. Uh, but I always thought, oh, these games could really improve with some traversal, which on the new game, from what it seems like, they kind of really do. Like I know there's uh, like there's special wall jumps, there's more swinging, there's wall running, there's this new dash mechanic that's into it, uh, it which I, I don't know too much about it. I've kind of stayed away from uh, advertisements and stuff for the new one because I kind of want to go in as blind as I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've seen some gameplay and everything, and I'm real excited about that. Uh, keep that. Keep uh, upgrading your weapons, upgrading, and then if you can upgrade your weapons. I know in uh, the PS2 ones, it was most. It was just use this weapon, and it will upgrade once it hits an XP bar. Um, and then in the PS3 ones, it has that, but it's also you could collect this stuff called raritanium and you can upgrade specific things of your gun in the weapon vendors, which I thought was really Yeah, cool. something like a like a Fallout 4 weapons uh, customization kind of thing. That's, yeah. Something like that would be cool. Uh, so keep that. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, is whenever I get a cool armor in the game, even though sometimes I'll get a cool armor and you can never go back to the look of your old armor because sometimes like i know i was playing the third one and i really liked the look of the second to last armor and then like i could buy the last armor but it kind of was a bit too over the top like it was like all metal and had a bit of a stall face on it yes. and everything i was like oh but i kind of like the look of the old one but that one is so much better for me so i guess i'll just get that yeah one. uh so so um... if you could cosmetic armor and like stat armors being separate. yeah yeah i don't need i don't need like full armor customization but let me go back to the look of the last armor or any of my other armors with the stats of this one yeah i could see that um are there any like wholly new things that you think they're gonna do or you would want them to do so I, I like I said I've never played them, but something like uh, since this one has dimension stuff, the idea of jumping into a portal and that completely changing the landscape of a level would be cool. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, one thing I've seen about this game. So how you get through portals is uh, there you'll see a portal like somewhere and you'll throw a line at it and pull yourself into it. And when you do that, because it's on the PS5 and it the PS5 has these crazy load times. They'll just, like, for all of the other games, the, whenever you pick a new planet, it would, you pick a planet and then you watch it, the, your ship fly through space in these three, it's the three same, like, ship flying animations. But this one, you pull yourself through a rift like that and instantly, like, literally instantly, you're on a totally different planet with, like, 
on the other level you did mm -hmm. like three levels ago or whatever. And that sounds awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was thinking something like that would be cool. Any other ideas? Feel free to throw them out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, Cause there's a lot, I would like more, um, melee in the games because the like ratchet's main he's got thing that wrench or whatever he uses a wrench yeah but for all of the games it's always been the same the wrench is just a simple three hit combo that you use when someone's right up on you and you don't have any weapons or the weapon you have equipped in that exact second isn't great for hitting this person in front of you but it, I, if you could do like up like upgrade your wrench and everything and then your move list with your melee and everything i would be really into that although i doubt that's the case because like ratchet and clank's big selling point is look at all these guns we have you, mm -hmm. we want people to use these guns makes sense that makes sense uh yeah. well I, I think that just about covers us on ratchet and clank for today uh yeah um look maybe we'll come back to it at some point after the new one um i i doubt it um, um seemed like look uh if this episode sounds like we were pulling our fucking teeth out to get to it uh i don't know if it it's not against ratchet and clank or anything we're just both not feeling all that well right now. And we're like, oh, shit, we have to get an episode out like today because <laughs> we're both going to be busy this weekend. We don't have any like backlog. So feel I know this is the end of the episode, but like this might look, not feel be free staying in. This one. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut all of that, but who knows? I might not. Right, there's no, there's other better stuff to cut in this episode. Um, but if you have constructive criticism about us phoning it in today, this episode specifically, email us, please. The I would love Android. if you emailed email, me that. Oh my God. Yeah, the atomic email at gmail.com. If you email us about how shit we were this episode, I promise you I will do better on the next one. I can't if make I get that one promise, email, but... If I get one email from like some dude from Pennsylvania saying, hey, you guys were kind of shit this episode. Mind picking it up the next one? Pick up your fucking slack. Consider I'll me do it. chastised. I'm in. Um... Uh, but if you but want to yes. tweet that at me instead, go to uh, at Atomic Androids. Uh, um, on Twitter, yes. Uh, if you want to Instagram us instead. Does Instagram the, have, a, have a verb for, form? I don't In, know. Instagram? I think DMs. Well, yeah, but Twitter's got DMs. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. If you want to story us on Ooh, Instagram. Yeah, if you want to put us in your story and be like, hey, these guys ass. Um, we're, <laughs> we're at, these guys are ass. Do not listen to their podcast. Uh, we're at uh, Atomic, Andro Atomic Android 2020. That's us? Yes, that is us. Um, and if you want to hear objectively better noises than our voices... Uh, check out the guy who does our theme song, uh, Wes EZ, on SoundCloud and YouTube. Links are in the show description. Um, I just want to clarify. We've gotten some confusing uh, comics from the last one. His name isn't Wes EZ. 
that's what he goes by. I was very confused. I was excited, but now I'm disappointed. It's some sort of rapper name. I almost said rapist uh, because that's how I like to <laughs> describe them. But for one, he's not a rapper. Uh, and for two, he's a, he's a friend. So I wouldn't want to call him a rapist. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, buckle your seatbelt and love your mom. Goodbye. Bye. So it's not like I need a refresher. Oh, 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 fuck me. Oh, fuck. Oh, saying crisscross applesauce and I stretch and it cramped my fucking leg. (laughs) Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.